0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, October 11th, 527 AM Central Time. Mixed trade in the gray markets this morning, pretty quiet. December corn futures up one and a half at 487. November soybeans up a half cent at 1272. December Chicago wheat down three quarters of a cent at 557 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat down a half at 670 and three quarters. December spring wheat up one and a half at 725. Brazil's government had their crop report out yesterday. Why don't we start there?
1: According to CONAB, which is Brazil's USDA, Brazilian farmers are forecast to produce 162 million metric tons of soybeans this year up 4.8% compared to last year. Brazil is expected to remain the world's largest soybean exporter with exports reaching 102.12 million metric tons in 2024 for corn. Brazilian farmers are forecast to to harvest 119.4 million metric tons, a decline of 9.5% versus last season. The decline is attributed to a reduction in planted acres and the El Nino weather pattern that is causing lower yields. Farmers are reducing uh, corn acres due to lower prices relative to soybean prices.
0: The corn numbers are the thing of interest here. So CONAB has this forthcoming Brazilian corn crop pegged at 119.4 million. USDA is at 129. That's a difference of 9.6 million metric tons or 378 million bushels. That is a material amount of corn. And if CONAB is correct and USDA is wrong, that would be friendly uh, relative to uh, current kind of thoughts regarding the global balance sheets, what USDA has printed regarding the global balance sheets. We know that uh, the U.S. export program has suffered at least partially because Brazil had this monster crop last year. And now they're talking, you know, a 9 to 10% reduction in Brazilian corn output this year. It's kind of early for this, but uh, it appears as if soybeans are maybe a little bit more profitable. They've been really wet in southern Brazil, which uh, could impact planting and yield prospects, uh, that sort of thing. So I don't know. It's, it's very early to say uh, who is correct. But if CONAB is closer to reality, uh, this would be a friendly item, big picture. It's just awfully early to say. And remember that second corn crop, which doesn't get planted till you know after the first of the year, that's 75% of, of production. So this is still a wait and see type deal. But uh, the CONAB numbers may be kind of encouraging. If you'd like to be friendly to corn market, uh, maybe a friendly input, maybe, maybe as we move forward.
1: U.S. soybean shipments surged last week. USDA reported that 38 million bushels of soybeans were inspected for export during the week ending October 5th. The print exceeded expectations and was up a whopping 53% on the week and up 6.1% compared to the same week last year. Corn shipments declined 18% versus the prior uh, the prior week at 22 million bushels. Wheat shipments fell below expectations at 10 million bushel- bushels a decline of 38 percent compared to the previous previous week and down 57 percent versus the same week last year
0: the soybean number is good and this is this is the time of year in which soybean shipments typically shine here are a couple of interesting statistics i did early this morning i hope my math is right um of the total amount of soybeans shipped last week only 26% went out of the Mississippi, uh, out of the Gulf, and 59% went out of the PNW. I pulled this old map. This is from like 10 years ago. This is the most recent version of this that I could find. This is uh, like where, uh, ex- where shipments uh, typically head and relate and as it relates to soybeans out of the U.S. So typically, 60% goes out of the Gulf, 24% out of the PNW, nine point nine point two percent out of the Interior, Great Lakes, a couple percentage points, Atlantic, Five uh, percent. So this is um, what's going on now is drastically different than what normally happens because of your uh, river issues. The river is record low this morning, if this graphic from uh, the government is correct. 11.45 feet below normal at Memphis at 4 a.m. Central Time this morning. That's That would be a new record low if this is a real number. Um, we got some rain coming in this week. It's supposed to be, I think, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. A lot of you guys may be stalled as it relates to harvest this weekend. So, yeah, soybean shipments were good good. But a lot of them, the the majority going out of the PNW, we have some rain coming. Hopefully, this river situation improves. And if the river situation improves, ideally, that would result in improved basis, improved uh, flat price, perhaps improved export demand. We We really need to see this river thing change.
1: So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you need to check it out. Joe, can you tell me about what you put together yesterday?
0: How big is a normal post harvest soybean rally? so in in every year, like you don't you don't post a textbook harvest low every year where you bottom sometime in the fall and then rally out of it. But in the years that you do, I went through and looked at the last I think twelve or thirteen years of history. when we do have a post harvest rally, how big is it, and how does that correlate to to what could happen this year if we post a harvest low around current levels? What sort of prices can you expect, say come January, February? if we're to rally out of this fall timeframe. If you guys want to see that video, I actually have a similar one for corn that was also in this morning's uh, email. Go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. This is a $50 per month subscription. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of info direct from us every single business day. Te- takes uh, less than one minute to sign up, guys. You can do it on your phone or on your computer. Piece of cake.
1: U.S. corn and soybean harvest is ahead of schedule. The U.S. corn crop is 34% harvested compared to 31% on average. The U.S. soybean crop is 43% harvested versus 37% on average. Mostly dry dry weather across the country has allowed for a quick harvest pace. National corn conditions were unchanged at 53% good to excellent. Soybean conditions conditions declined to 51% good to excellent. Uh, From 52% last week.
0: Nothing to see here. Everything's moving fairly quickly. But again, we do have some rain coming uh this weekend. So things could slow down a little bit. Uh what about winter wheat?
1: So planting is continuing on. The crop was 57% planted nationally through Sunday compared to 57% on average. States that have planted 75% of the crop or more include Washington, Idaho, Montana, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Colorado. USDA will begin national winter wheat ratings sometime during the next few weeks.
0: Yeah. Usually you'll see that first set of winter wheat ratings nationally out like third week of October. Some of the states like individual states will release ratings. We haven't seen much of that yet. So uh, that's something that'll be on the radar here the next few weeks.
1: Through its newly created humanitarian corridor in the Black Sea, Ukraine is exporting goods such as grains and metals. The corridor was established after the Black Sea grain deal expired back in July. The volume of exports, however, is still much smaller than under the grain deal. Shipping companies remain cautious of the Black Sea uh, due to the threat of Russian attacks and high insurance premiums.
0: I feel like this is just going to be a story that is in the news for like years to come. I just I don't know when it ever changes. But in any case, the markets don't react to this. Uh, wheat futures did react to the Middle East conflict and news of that very briefly on like Sunday night, Monday. And then we kind of gave back most of those gains yesterday. So uh, kind of back to the dumpster in terms of uh, wheat prices this morning.
1: The Federal Reserve may be done raising short-term interest rates if long-term Treasury yields remain elevated and inflation continues to subside. If the rise in 10-year Treasury yields persists, those gains could offset future increases in the Fed funds rate. The 10-year Treasury yield closed at 4.654% on Tuesday, up from 4.29% a month ago. Recent statements from policymakers signal the Fed is on course to hold rates steady at their upcoming meeting meeting on uh, October 31st.
0: There are some Fed members who still believe that additional hikes are warranted. Some some still think that we need like multiple additional hikes, but I don't think that's the general consensus. Uh, CME Fed Tool says there's an 88 percent chance of a pause uh, in November. Cattle futures were what mixed to higher yesterday.
1: Yeah, for the most part, feeder cattle futures were down 85 cents to up a buck 05. Live cattle futures were down 72 cents to up 20 cents. Box beef prices lost more ground on Tuesday. Choice ended the day at 30106. That was down $2.36. Select ended the day at 27615. That was down a buck 35.
0: Outside markets this morning, US dollars about flat. The S&P is up nine. The Dow is up 70. We've had a big rally in the stock market the last uh, two or three days. Bonds are up, which means yields are down. Uh, Gold's up 11 bucks. Crude oil is down 33 cents at 85.64 in the November WTI. Crude oil has really quieted down the last couple of days after that um, exciting start to the week, I guess you could say. Everybody have a great day today. We will talk to you on Thursday.